How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home in the swallow, a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. At your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. Let's pray. Dear God, we praise you, because blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. How pleasant it is to sing your praise. Lord, we thank you that we can. We thank you that we can come through Jesus. Lord, we thank you that we come as forgiven sinners. Lord, that you died for, so that we could sing your praise. Lord, we thank you now that you want to instruct us in your word. Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would be strong here. Lord, do great things. Lord, let this message ripple in our lives uh, for eternal things. Lord, so thank you for the chance to praise you this morning. Thank you for the chance to sing to you. Lord, please bless this message now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So, good morning, church. Uh, my name is Dove Cohen. I'm a member here at Providence Community, uh, subbing in for Chris, uh, who is typically preaching here on Sunday mornings. Uh, he's at a conference in, I believe, Tennessee. Uh, so, that's where he's at. So, I have the, uh, the privilege and the opportunity to, to preach this morning. We're going to be looking at Proverbs 1 together. So, if you want to open up to Proverbs 1. And we're going to be talking about wisdom for our walk today. Wisdom for our walk. So, what does it mean to walk with God? What does it mean to walk with God? I'm a big fan of going on walks. Uh, I love to walk my neighborhood with my kids. Uh, typically, uh, we get to go to walk after church um, with our dog, Bella, uh, who's been waiting patiently in the crate all morning. She's there right now, waiting patiently for us to get back and give her a walk. Uh, or sometimes we'll walk after dinner on a weeknight. Walking around Kansas, the, Kansas, the Kansas City sky uh, is just a beautiful experience. The sounds of nature are buzzing around us, and the smells of cut grass and dew, the breeze on our faces, they really are a glorious time. When I walk with my kids, uh, we typically have some great conversations. Uh, beyond Pokemon and Mario, uh, I try to steer the conversation to a meaningful topic. And I try to impart to them some kind of wisdom or retelling of the gospel to hopefully help them draw into a deeper understanding of how to honor the Lord and experience his love. Like a good father, God wants to walk with us. And the book of Proverbs offers us the opportunity to do just that, to experience his voice whispering, calling, prodding, sometimes shouting to us ways that we can experience him and his wisdom in the nitty-gritty of life. Ways in which we can please and trust him, ways we can fear him. The big question is, are we listening? When it comes to walking with the Lord, 
more than we'd like, or at least more than I'd like, we can be, I can be limited in knowing what it would take to please him and how we can live under his gaze in all times and in all ways. Worse than this, sometimes we can even forget God during the nitty-gritty details of the day. We can forget that he's walking with us through every step of our lives. Studying Proverbs helps us to grow in wisdom and discernment so we can make the best possible choices and actions and approaches. Ultimately, so we can make the best possible use of our lives for God's glory and our joy and live all of life in the fear of God. And Proverbs is an expression, and this is really important, Proverbs is an expression of God's grace. It's an expression of God's grace, God's unmerited, redemptive purposes aimed at restoring us to our proper functioning. Studying Proverbs helps us to gain wisdom and so fulfill God's intentions for humanity to rule and subdue the creation ultimately with excellence, integrity, and kindness. Because of this, we should be eager to study Proverbs, to listen to its instruction, be informed, corrected by it, and walk in its guidance. This sermon will feature two basic parts. Based on the passage, first, we're going to briefly examine Proverbs' audience. I'm going to exposit the three groups Proverbs is generally addressing, and we should listen and consider which group do we find ourselves in today. Second, again, based on the passage, we're going to look at the purposes, warnings, and encouragements of Proverbs. So this picture, uh, like last week, last week was a big picture, exposit of the whole, the whole book, really meditating on how Christ is the wisdom of God and the fulfillment of, of God's wisdom and the embodiment of God's wisdom. This is also a, a big picture message based on Proverbs 1, uh, because Proverbs 1 is really a nice introduction to the book. So it's a zoom out, a foundational look at the entire book. And by the end of this message, my prayer is that we would, we would all be eager to study Proverbs over the coming months, hungry for its wisdom, as we will be motivated to desire to walk with God in the nitty-gritty, step-by-step progression of life. So, let's read the passage. Let's get into it. Proverbs 1, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. And this, I'm going to read the whole chapter, so let's feast. Let's feast on God's word. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing and righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. My son, 
If sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without reason. Like Sheol, let us swallow them alive and whole, like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all precious goods. We shall fill our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot among us. We will all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths, for their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. For in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird, but these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Such are the ways of everyone who's greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the market, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gate, she speaks. How long, O oh simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. Because I have called and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded, because you've ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. When terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a, and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, would have none of my counsel and despised all my reproof, therefore they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. For the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Let's pray and ask God for help this morning in understanding this passage. Dear God, thank you. Thank you that you love us. Lord, we are your dear people, your church. You are our good father, eager to walk with us and help us to walk with you in a way that honors you and pleases you and brings great joy to us. Lord, help us to hear your voice today. Please help us to discern your call in our lives to walk with you in the nitty-gritty of life, the moment-by-moment -moment choices, relationships, opportunities, and dangers. Please, Lord, please send your Holy Spirit now to empower my words to reflect your heart. Help us to understand and apply. Most importantly, help us to encounter you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, the great playwright William Shakespeare once wrote, all the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. To start today's message, we're going to set the stage by examining to whom Proverbs is directed. Now, Proverbs is directed to at least three 
characters in the drama of life. The simple, youth, and the wise. Let's take a couple minutes and see where we fit into these groups. So first, enter stage left, the simple. Let's look at verses 2 through 4. To know wisdom and instruction, to receive, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple. Okay, so Proverbs was clearly written to benefit the simple. So who are they? Basically, the simple are those who believe everything they hear. So check out Proverbs 14, 15. The simple believes everything, but the prudent gives thought to his steps. So the simple believes everything. Easily influenceable, they just listen to whatever someone tells them to do. Like jellyfish, they're blown to and fro in life, lacking the anchor, lacking the anchor of the fear of the Lord, lacking wisdom. Hearing that description, do you find yourself in that category? If you do, it's okay. I've, I've certainly had times throughout my life, and thank God for his rescuing grace. Thank God also that he wants to give prudence to the simple. So if you find yourself in, the, in that category this week, I want you to perk your ears up. You need to hear the wisdom of Proverbs. But also, don't fear. God gives grace to the humble. He's happy to provide wisdom, and he's eager to give prudence to the simple by us listening to the wisdom of Proverbs. So first, God speaks to the simple in Proverbs. All right, second, enter stage right. God speaks to the youth through Proverbs. So look at verse 4 again. To give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Now, I'm not going to qualify what youth means today um, by naming a certain age range. Uh, but some of us have been around longer than others, and some of us here today, well, some of us lack years under our belts, and some of us are inexperienced with life. Some of us have, God willing, more years ahead of us than others, with tremendous, hear this, tremendous potential to steer your life in a very promising direction, to make good choices, to avoid what could be catastrophic mistakes, if you'll listen to the wisdom of Proverbs. So, do you consider yourself young today? Do you feel like you lack life experience? Well, experience, experience while a great teacher is not the best teacher. God holds out something even greater to you today than experience. He holds out the opportunity to gain knowledge and discretion and good judgment before you will need it. Experience comes after you've experienced something, comes after you've needed it, and you can learn, you can do better the next time. But if you can spare yourself, if you can learn something ahead of time, well, that's, that's even greater. So, God speaks to the youth in Proverbs. Finally, walking down the middle of the stage, God addresses the wise through Proverbs. 
So let's look at verses 5 through 6. Let the wise hear an increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. God has a word to the wise in Proverbs. So who are the wise? Do you already have some understanding about life and walking with God? Do you wish to grow wiser? Are you currently moving towards God in your actions and choices and priorities? Do you fear the Lord, living under his gaze, concerned about his kingdom and doing his business? If then, you are probably among the wise. Good news of Proverbs is that this book is not just for the simple and the youth. It is for the wise as well. There is always opportunity to increase in learning. God wants to deposit more wisdom into those already walking wisely and listening to him. He wants to guide the wise. So therefore, those who are wise grow wiser still and listen to the wisdom of Proverbs. So, to the simple, the youth, and the wise, let's listen up to the wisdom of Proverbs. All right, so now that we already know to whom Proverbs speaks, and hopefully all of our ears have been peaked, because all, all of us fit into one of those three categories, let's consider three of the overarching themes of this passage. The purpose of Proverbs, the warnings of Proverbs, and the encouragements of Proverbs. So first, the purpose of Proverbs. Let's reread verses 1 through 6. So the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear an increase in learning, and the one who, obtains, who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. All right, so Proverbs is designed to help us live well. Look at some of the words in this passage. Wisdom, instruction, insight, wise dealing, righteousness, justice, equity, prudence, knowledge, discretion, learning, and guidance. Who doesn't want to live a life described by those words? Proverbs is God's instruction manual for doing just that. Now, I love Proverbs. I also love, and Christine can attest to this, I, I've ordered way too many books of complimentary wisdom off of Amazon. Um, I love complimentary sources of wisdom. Uh, and my favorite book, of that type of kind of business uh, excellence genre, has anyone heard of the book Good to Great? So Good to Great. Um, written by Jim Collins, it's an instruction manual for turning good companies into great companies. And it's chock full of wisdom. It discusses concepts like level five leadership, first who then what, confront the brutal facts, you never lose faith. Um, just to give you a little taste, I've got a, a little sample quote, because uh, I just, I love the book a lot. Um, so I think we have a slide for it. No, we don't. All right, I'll just read it. That's okay. Uh, what, all right, so um, Jim Collins writes, quote, when what you are deeply passionate about, what you can be best in the world at, and what drives your economic engine come together, not only does your work move toward greatness, but so does your life. 
For in the end, it is impossible to have a great life unless it is a meaningful life. And it is very difficult to have a meaningful life without meaningful work. Perhaps then you might gain that rare tranquility that comes from knowing that you've had a hand in creating something of intrinsic excellence that makes a contribution. Indeed, you might even gain that deepest of all satisfactions, knowing that your short time here on this earth has been well spent and that it's mattered." End quote. Now, don't get me wrong. I think Jim Collins is fantastic. I think it's a great quote. Good to great is filled with practical, balanced, time-tested tips to build a company with. Its teaching will most likely help you to obtain some worldly riches. But consider, consider, good to great, it's written by a man. A man had to study for years to come up with eight key points to help your company go from good to great. Proverbs is authored by the God of the universe who knows everything. And not just knows everything, but God designed everything. Good to great may help you understand some business principles. Proverbs fleshes out what it means to live in the fear of the Lord, in the real nitty-gritty of life. Many people have been very eager to read this book, Good to Great, myself included, and it's helped them. How much more eager should we be to read and study and walk in the wisdom of Proverbs? Again, Proverbs' purpose is to provide wisdom, instruction, insight, wise dealing, righteousness, justice, equity, prudence, knowledge, discretion, learning, and guidance. Applying ourselves to mining this book for all the gold that's within it, that is a worthy task. All right, next, the warnings of Proverbs. In a nutshell, destruction comes to those who do not heed Proverbs' wisdom. Let's look at verses 24 to 32. Because I have called, and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand, and no one has heeded, because you've ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. When terror strikes you like a storm, and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Would have none of my counsel and despise all my reproof, therefore they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. For the simple are killed, the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. Reminds me a little bit of um, you know, we reap what we sow. Now, there are many examples of people in the Bible who didn't walk in the wisdom of Proverbs. Let's briefly look at three of them because we want to learn from this. Like we said before, experience, good teacher getting ahead of things, listening to Proverbs wisdom, the best teacher. So let's look at the warnings by looking at three examples. 
So the Pharisees, Judas Iscariot, and Pilate. Let's see, did they listen to the wisdom of Proverbs? All right, so first, the Pharisees. On the outside, all looked well for the Pharisees. Hebrews of the law, strict, outwardly obedient, prayers of prayers, teachers of the scriptures. They were the holy men of Jesus' day. At the same time, consider how Jesus spoke of them, and then compare that to Proverbs 3.3. Proverbs 3, 3. So Matthew 23, 23 to 24, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For you tithe mint and dill and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. These you ought to have done without neglecting them, without neglecting the others. You blind guides straining out a gnat and swallowing a camel, Matthew 23. All right, now listen to Proverbs 3, 3 through 4. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Did the Pharisees find success and favor in the sight of God and man? We saw Jesus condemn them. So the Pharisees clearly did not heed the words of Proverbs. Consider their end. All right, next up, Judas Iscariot. In John chapter 12, Mary anoints Jesus' feet with expensive ointment. Judas responds by condemning this action, noting that the, noting that the money for the ointment could have gone to the poor, which you would think would be admirable, giving money to the poor. But in John 12, 6, it says that he, Judas, said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put in it. Judas was in love with what? With money. All right, now compare Judas's heart to Proverbs 11.4. Riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. Judas did not heed the words of Proverbs. Consider his end. All right, finally, Pilate. Check out Mark 15. With the Son of God right in front of him in Pilate's direct presence, even having spoken with Jesus himself, Mark 15, 15 states, so Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released for them Barabbas. And having scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. What was Pilate in love with? Was Pilate in love with Jesus? No. Pilate was in love with man's approval. So compare that to Proverbs 29, 25. The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe, is safe. Pilate did not heed the words of Proverbs to consider his end. The warnings of Proverbs, they're real. If we don't listen to the, the wisdom of Proverbs, we will reap bad results and ultimately 
will reap destruction. Calamity, terror, distress, anguish. Will we listen to Proverbs? Applying ourselves to mining this book for all the gold that is within it, that is a prudent task. All right, finally, the encouragements of Proverbs. And we talked about this a little bit last week, how Jesus reaped the promises of Proverbs. His heart was totally engaged with God, and so they were promises for him. I'm using the word encouragements. I don't know about you guys, my heart is not always where it should be. So they're not so much promises, but they're encouragements. Because when we listen to Proverbs, they will generally, things will generally go in the way the Proverbs says. So it lays throughout Proverbs 1 are a variety of encouragements if we will heed this book's wisdom. Verse 33 sums it up well. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. The book of Proverbs is not a health and wealth and prosperity message. We can follow Proverbs and still, God forbid, get cancer, lose a child, face persecution. Because by nature, a proverb states, like I said, how things will go, generally. But at the same time, the wisdom in Proverbs is a solid rock upon which to build our lives. Not to seal the thunder of the message on Proverbs 3. Um, Chris actually even quoted this last week. But let's listen to its encouragements again. Let's feast. Let's, let's listen to these encouragements. Proverbs 3, 13 to 18. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. For the gain from her is better than gain from silver, and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her hand, in her left hand are riches and honor, in her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. So what more from God? What more from God could we ask for than, walking, than a walking path with blessing, wisdom, understanding, profit, better than gold, more precious than jewels, a life of walking with, hearing from, and pleasing the Lord? Truly nothing we desire can compare with a life built on biblical wisdom. All right, so for application this week, how do we apply this message? How do we live it out? Well, I have two main points. Over the coming months, uh, we're going to be studying the book of Proverbs, 31 chapters. This is chapter one. So we've got 30 more weeks to go, and it's going to be fantastic because Proverbs is fantastic. So we're going to be studying this book of Proverbs together as a church. Let's come expecting Let's come expecting on Sunday. Let's come to hear this teaching. Let's open our ears and come to hear this teaching. God wants to do amazing things through this series on Proverbs. Let's listen well. Let's allow our lives and choices to be
be informed and corrected where necessary by Proverbs wisdom. As Proverbs 1.9 states, let's wear these Proverbs around our necks, making them a part of us, a part of us that people notice, that bless our walks, and ultimately, that please the Lord. All right, second, let's come together on Sundays to study Proverbs and throughout the week, and let's be studying Proverbs not just for ourselves, but for one another. We, church, are a body. We are interdependent. The choices I make, the choices that you make, we all influence one another. Therefore, let's not only study Proverbs for our own personal spiritual walks, as beneficial as that will be. Let's study and apply and live out Proverbs for one another, for our collective walk with the Lord. Let's look at Ephesians 4, 15 to 16. Ephesians 4, 15 to 16. Um, rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Church, let's build our, our body up in love by counseling one another with Proverbs and by setting an example for each other of living out the wisdom of Proverbs. Let me repeat that. Let's build our body up in love. Let's counsel one another. If we know the Proverbs well, if we know Proverbs well, we can give each other input and insight and good direction. And I think, possibly more importantly, if we're making choices in line with Proverbs, people will see, people will notice, and we will influence one another. We will love one another through our choices to live out Proverbs. We, we're a covenant people. We're in this together. We're in this together more than we ever, even ever know. So let us study and apply and live out Proverbs for and with each other. So ultimately, application for this message, it's simple, but it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. There will be the world and the flesh and the devil to fight against in listening to and living out these coming messages. But remember, nothing we desire, remember Proverbs 3, nothing we desire can compare with the blessing of wisdom. Because ultimately, walking wisely allows us to walk with God, allows us to walk with the living, sovereign, loving God and the nitty-gritty of life. And what could be better than that? All right, let's pray. Dear God, we praise you because you are wise. You 
not only understand all things, you created all things. So we worship you. How lovely it is to be in your dwelling place, O Lord. And Lord, we thank you that we can dwell with you by walking with you in the wisdom of Proverbs throughout our days. Lord, we thank you that we can do this through the cross of Christ. We thank you that, Lord, that you have forgiven us for all of our times when we have walked unwisely. We thank you that you are with us now. We thank you that you are empowering us day by day, more and more as we listen to the wisdom of Proverbs, to walk with you. Lord, I thank you that you're with us now. I thank you that your Holy Spirit is here with us. Lord, please illuminate this message. Let these seeds that have been planted of the purpose and the warnings and the encouragements of wisdom and of Proverbs, Lord, let them bear fruit in our hearts and lives. Lord, we thank you. We love you. We praise in Jesus' name.